what's going on, y'all? This is Kelly Clarkson. Welcome to Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. The very first podcast dedicated to the original idol, Kelly Clarkson. Here are your hosts, Jeremy and Pam. Hey, everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode of Miss Into Podcast, Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. My name is Pam. And I'm Jeremy. Thank you so much for being with us again this week. Now, normally... I would love to say that Pam and I have ideas on top of ideas on top of ideas for the podcast, but every so often an idea comes along that you just say to yourself, man, we've got to do that right away. So if you listened to last week's episode, which was our breakdown of the album Stronger, you would have noticed that out of the blue, thanks to Pam, we came up with this idea to retrack all of Kelly Clarkson's albums, meaning we're going to go back having now sat with all of these albums for at least three to four years, if not more in the case of older albums. And we're going to reexamine the track listing and we're going to reorder them in the way that we would have liked to have seen. So to preface, we're not doing every single album yeah, or every single project she's put out. So it's going to be all of her main studio albums minus the Christmas ones. So we will not be doing Wrapped in Red. We will not be doing When Christmas Comes Around. No Greatest Hits, no Kellyoki, and no Smokestack. Right. So we're just doing full-length original albums. So that means we're doing Thankful, Breakaway, My December, All I Ever Wanted, Stronger, piece by piece, and meaning of life. Easy enough, right? Totally. <laughs> it was fun, though. And, you know, it. I was tempted to put all these into playlists to see how it would work. I didn't get that far. But I would at least play the first couple, like, seconds of each track to make sure I thought it flowed well. Because mm-hmm. for me, a lot of this depended on how the song sounds. Like sonically, yeah. If it makes sense, um, you know, I wasn't gonna put like a straight up ballad next to an extreme, like intense. I don't know, like uh, I can't even think of an example. Like a, like like a high tempo song. Yeah, like I wouldn't put "Be Still" next to I don't know, "Never Again." Like mm-hmm. it just, I you needed something that kind of has to flow well, so. I'm hoping that this actually... Why are you laughing at me? I'm laughing because I totally did that. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> I, did. I did. I was like, I heard you give that example. And I'm like, I should look at mine and see if I did that. Oh, nope. Sure as hell I did that. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, you know what? A little peek into own. that album. <laughs> wow. This is, this is going to be real fun. <laughs> well, and I have always heard and seen that there is a bit of a formula when it comes to track listing. I mean, in some cases... You know, track listings are entirely intentional. And the the big example that I can think of off the top of my head is Green Day's album, American Idiot. I mean, that album tells a story from front to back. Everything and where all those songs are placed is intentional. In fact, when I used to listen to that album, I would never listen to it on shuffle because it would take things out of order of the way they were intended and in some cases, artists are very intentional with the with the order that they put the songs on their records. And other times, I think there might be some that just say, we don't care. Put the best songs first and the the album tracks last. Yeah. It really just kind of depends on the artist and their vision, so to speak. I'm sure that many artists will sit there and look at a whiteboard or a computer screen and just sit there and fret over this for hours trying to decide what order and then the consumer gets the album in their hands and they just hit shuffle anyway. So it doesn't matter. Another stipulation that we've done in addition to uh, not doing, you know, the Christmas albums, et cetera, is we did not put constraints on each other when it came to bonus tracks and deluxe editions. Uh, In some cases, maybe we added bonus songs. Maybe we moved songs out of the deluxe edition, put it on the standard edition And maybe we just said, you know what? There is no deluxe edition. It's just every song that was recorded is the album. Uh, Because a lot of times, especially when it comes to the streaming services like Spotify and Apple Music, they don't give you the option of, oh, here's the deluxe edition. Here's the, the standard edition. You just get all the songs, regardless of whether there were two different physical copies that were put out there. So 
like for instance, speaking from my lists, I'm looking at it as here are all the songs that were made available. You can pick from these. Exactly. There were kind of no rules when it came to that. Another thing, kind of going back to, you know, what artists do, if it's intentional or not intentional. I, I mean, I feel like back in the day, it was way more intentional when they would put songs in order. And then, yes, once, especially once streaming hit, it was like, let's just put the songs out. It, I feel like a lot of times peop, uh, artists don't necessarily, artists and labels don't necessarily think it out. Exactly what you said, where it's a lot of, maybe just like the big hits in the beginning. Yeah. But- I think a lot of that is changing a bit because more artists are pressing their albums on vinyl. Mm -hmm. And with vinyl, you have to be very uh, specific about because it has to be fairly even as far as like the amount of time. So side A has to be about the same length of time as side B. So that is also something to consider now that vinyls or vinyl records are more of a thing than they were in the last, I don't know, 30 years, 40 years. So, Jeremy, we're going to start off with the Thankful album. Yes. How do we want to do this? Do you want to start? I would say just, you know, we go one at a time. Just read off our track listings. If we feel like we want to explain ourselves, we can. Okay. You want to start? Sure, I can start. All right. So, with the early albums of Kelly's, I, I did still move things around, but I was less likely to completely shuffle so to speak the the track order so uh for my thankful album and for all of them really i am a big proponent of putting your big song first again i understand that the way i said that i was sort of putting these out there was like if you were to listen to it on a streaming service and that you could pretty much go in any order that you really wanted to but also i was thinking about the physical copies And when you're listening all the way through an album, you want something that's going to grab your audience's attention right away. Yeah. So you're cohesive. Yeah. And so you're going to hear a lot with my choices that there's going to be a big hit song first out of the gate on all the records. And so for thankful, the first song that I put on there was Miss Independent, which, you know, not exactly completely out of the realm of possibility, even though the original starts with the trouble with love is. Uh, so I have Miss Independent as track number one. I kept low right with it at number two. I then moved The Trouble With Love Is to track three. Now, now I start to get a little more jumbled here in the middle. Uh, and this is going to surprise you, Pam, because I have been on the record saying that I'm not a big fan of this song. But you thought wrong. I put it number four. Okay. And then my track five is Some Kind of Miracle. Followed by Beautiful Disaster, What's Up Lonely at number seven. I moved Thankful up to number eight. I have Just Missed the Train down at number nine. I kept Anytime right where it is at number 10. But then I thought it would be better to end the album on a high note. And so I flip-flopped A Moment Like This and Before Your Love. So I have Before Your Love at number 11 and then I have a moment like this at number 12. Specifically speaking, and I don't know what you did for this, Pam. I know that there is a Japanese version out there that has the Aretha Franklin cover. I didn't I didn't get I didn't get that technical. Uh, yeah, I didn't include that because it's not the one that most of us have. So my version of Thankful ends with track 12, a moment like this. Did you find with this album that like I'm not exactly sure how to explain it, but there are a couple tracks here that just, in general, like feel a little out of place. Yeah, and and I I've never really thought about that with any of her records before until I did this exercise, and I was just like, oh wow, yeah, that 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 fits weird. That's that doesn't seem right. Like honestly, like so you thought wrong and Miss Independent, I think, are the two that mm-hmm. they together they work really well, but they don't really fit the album. If you listen to the rest of the tracks, mm-hmm. the rest of the albums fairly like just a fluff i mean maybe low you can add there but it's a lot more like fluffy pop soul yeah and then you get like two or three pretty intense songs so it it was a little bizarre i never really noticed it yeah this is i mean if you look at the whole of the parts there's a lot of down tempo stuff because it's more soul based and so normally you like to have a nice 
sort of wave of emotion when you're listening to an album. You want to have a couple of up-tempo songs, and then you want to bring them down with a slow, and then you want to bring them back up. You want to have this nice progression. That was very difficult, and it was the most difficult to do with the Thankful album. Totally. Totally. Okay, so my first tracks are the same as yours. I started off with Miss Independent. I totally agree. Mm -hmm. Not only for, like, your biggest song, but I think it just is a perfect way to hook people in yeah miss independent whether it whether or not it was a single or not i think it was would have been the smart move then i have low then i went with you thought wrong because i wanted to keep up with that like sort of up tempo mm-hmm. but because you thought wrong still has a little bit of that i guess r&b influence a little bit i went into what's up lonely um what's up lonely then i went into number five i did just miss the train um then i went into a moment like this i put a moment like this pretty high up Mm -hmm. not only because it's a known song but just felt like it flowed well number seven i put beautiful disaster number eight the trouble with love is i figured those are all a little more ballad low tempo Mm -hmm. thankful is number nine number 10 is some kind of miracle number 11 before your love and i close the album with anytime i'm a big proponent with closing an album with a ballad Mm -hmm. i don't know why i just think it's a nice way to wrap wrap it up and just kind of calm people down and take them out of that like roller coaster ride of emotions so to speak yeah i feel the same way so now now that i said that out loud i gotta see if i actually did that for most (laughs) and i think i did i think i did do that for the most part i think what would be really cool because obviously it's hard for people to like just follow along with what we're saying out loud. I think it what might help is for us to create some playlist. I don't know if that's on YouTube or mm-hmm. or Spotify streaming service, mm-hmm. but for us to somehow create some sort of playlist for people to follow along as they listen on the day it comes out. Yeah, we'll have to talk about that. But I think it'll be a lot easier than to us just like rattling off songs. Yeah, but- and I think we'll also publish our lists on social media as well, so you can yeah. check them out. Yeah. Cool. All right. Breakaway. Now, okay. I have to preface. Mm -hmm. Not even preface. I'm just going to go. I have no notes on this. I know that sounds lazy of me. I have no notes. No. I think it is perfectly done. Yeah. I have to say um, I'm very similar to you. This one was a tough chore because, and I think this maybe does solidify that Breakaway is, in fact, my favorite album because- I had a hard time even moving songs around. Like the only like I'm trying to think the only songs that I found to be a little jarring from one to the next was because of you and gone. Mm -hmm. But even still, it works. Yeah. So I know it sounds lazy, but I really have no notes. So you didn't didn't change anything. I didn't change anything. Like, okay, maybe I can switch around like. I don't know, uh, hear me and addicted, but I don't want to do that. Yeah. I really, I think they did a great job with this and I, I think it works because maybe hear me and beautiful disaster live don't flow exactly that well. But at the same time, I, I, I always kind of think of beautiful disaster live as kind of a bonus track. I know it's not, mm-hmm. but because it's a live version, I always think of it as just like a little extra song we get. Yeah. But no, I don't have any notes. I'm assuming you switched something around. I did, and I messed around with the big three at the beginning of the album. Oh. But okay. But yes, I'm very similar to you, and I think this is just a, it's another interesting way to look at the album and realize just how I mean, no album is perfect, but I mean how nearly perfect of a pop album this is in that not only are the songs fantastic, even the album tracks are pretty damn good. Even the track order is pretty good. Okay. Now that you say the first three, I don't want to steal your thunder, but if I had rearranged the first three, it might be, number one, Since You've Been Gone, number two, Hazel Eyes, number three, Breakaway. That is my exact order. Is it really? That's yep. the only thing I would do if I if I absolutely had to. Yep. Yeah, my uh, I'm. Uh, you said you had no changes, so I'm assuming you're 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 done on Breakaway. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, I did I did since you've been gone first, followed by Hazel Eyes, followed by Breakaway. I kept. Uh, I I did also flip Gone and Because of You 
just because I didn't want Breakaway and Because of You right next to each other. That's two ballads in a row. Um, I don't love that. There are some cases where that's a little more difficult with Kelly, especially with Thankful. It's a little more difficult to do that, to keep the ballads yeah. separate. So yep. I put Gone in between Breakaway and Because of You. So I've got Breakaway at number three, Gone uh, fourth, Because of You at number five. I've kept, and then the rest of the album, I kept the same. So Addicted, Where's Your Heart, Walk Away, You Found Me, I Hate Myself for Losing You, Hear Me, and Beautiful Disaster Live. I did throw in an option to flip-flop, I Hate Myself and Hear Me, but that I can be swayed either way. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think what you did makes sense, totally. Mm -hmm. But you don't really have to. That's the fun part. Yeah, like I said, this, I mean, this album is about as good as it gets. This is... This is the the tallest apex of Kelly's career musically thus far. And like Pam said, there are a few notes that you can make on this album. I mean, it really is about as good as it gets when it comes to putting out a pop album. And the results showed in that, in, in the sales, in the success that the album had. I mean, there it it's really tough to mess around with something that was done so well, like the Breakaway record. Totally. Totally. Okay. My December. Mm -hmm. All right. This was, this was an activity. Yes. (laughs) And I don't necessarily love the order I went in, but whatever. I actually started with never again. I, even though I don't think it was like the best single choice, first single choice. I think that that intro, that do, 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 you know, that guitar intro, I think Mm -hmm. it's very infectious and it definitely hooks you in. Um, But then I went for number two, I went with how I feel. Um, and then number three was a fun one. I took a bonus track, a very, I think the, you know, very bizarre bonus track. Number three, I put not today. Interesting. Um, then number four, I put hole, which I think is number four on the regular album. Uh, and it's, then it's I holes went, number three. Is it? Okay. Yeah. I lied. Um, number five, I went with sober and from sober, I went right into haunted um, and then I went into Judas, which they're, they are similar haunted and Judas. I will admit they're a little similar, so I'm not sure if I love that order, but mm-hmm. I'm just going to stick with it. Go with your gut. Yeah. Cause originally Judas comes in track six and then it's haunted at number seven. So may- yeah, maybe I we're just-, just, we're, we're so used to the two being next to each other. They feel like a very cohesive it, pair of songs. It, they really do. I always think them like hand in hand. So I just flip those. Mm-hmm. So number eight. I put one minute, which is funny because that's number, I think, two on the album. Yeah. And then from one minute, I went into Don't Waste Your Time at number nine. And then 10 through 13 is where I'm really not sure I like the order because they're all ballads, but they're all different tempos. So number 10, I put Be Still because I thought from Don't Waste Your Time, it's obviously a pop rock song, but it's not that like in your face. Mm-hmm. So I thought Be Still could be a nice calming break. Maybe at number 11, it's obviously a ballad, but it's a very intense ballad. And it's almost not a ballad, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, then number 12, I went a little back down into Can I Have a Kiss? And number 13, I closed it off with Irvine. But then I decided to do uh, the, the uh, deluxe version. So we got three more tracks. Okay. Kept most of it the same, if you can probably tell, by process of el- elimination. I did uh, the first bonus track as Dirty Little Secret. The second bonus track, I put yeah, because it just did not turn out well compared to the live version. We can, most of us can agree with that. Mm-hmm. And number 16, or number three, actually, I'll say number three on the bonus tracks, I put fading. Okay. I can see yeah. that. Yeah. I don't think I, well, I mean, obviously, I didn't do bonus tracks online. I just did all like one solid version. But I, I find it interesting um, the exercise of taking a song and trading it with a bonus song and saying, you know, you really are taking up space that could be occupied by something better. And we, and we got into this conversation in our stronger album breakdown about how there were a couple of songs that really should have been on the standard version and could have been, you know, taken spaces that were done by other songs that we felt were not nearly as up to snuff as, as the ones that were on the bonus. I mean, the fact that I put not today, which is, not even on like a regular bonus. It's like a 
what is it like a Japanese? Is that the Japanese uh, it's, version? It's the uh, not today was on the iTunes version. iTunes, okay, a random iTunes track. Yeah, fading. Fading in- is on the Japanese version. That's what it is. Fading is okay. The fact that I took a random iTunes track, not today, and put it as number three mm-hmm. says a lot. Yeah, that yeah. So that's exact to prove your point. There you go. Yeah. So I did the whole album all together. So 16 total songs all together. Um, I'm like you. I had this one that was sort of deep in the album. I brought it to the top. Uh, I have my lead off song is how I feel. That's I think it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I went number two. I went don't waste your time. I think that those two together are good. They've got nice up tempo. You got me hooked into the album. We've said before. and, And also I should also say that. I really tried to not turn this into a list of my favorite songs in order of preference because it would be very easy to just say, oh, we'll put all the good songs at the beginning and then all the crappy songs at the end of the album. Well, no, because people still listen all the way through an album and you don't want to give them the scraps at the end because you might have them fall off and decide they don't want to listen to the album anymore because they're getting bored with the songs. So I tried to, to spread things out as best I could. But at the same time, I mean, a great song should not be buried deep into the track list. Again, mentioning something that a critic said about a song on the Stronger album. So I've got uh, How I Feel and Don't Waste Your Time. I put uh, Sober at number three. Okay. I think this is, you know, it's the standout ballad on the album. It needs to be up somewhere high where people can uh, to make sure to get exposed to it. Uh, I then put Never Again at number four, followed by Be Still. I moved one minute down to track number six uh track number seven is my first of the bonus songs and this is where i put fading uh oh, i i have been on the record saying that i love the bonus songs from my december they're not i don't think that they're the best ones especially again and our our stronger breakdown is is so fresh in my mind i think stronger has the best bonus songs but but my December is not far off. It's not far down. Uh, so fading, I have at number seven. I put can I have a kiss at number eight. I've got not today. Another bonus track in at number nine. I have hole at number ten. I put track eleven as dirty little secret. Whoa! You put all the bonus tracks in the reg like well up. yeah. I mean mine is but all. Up. I know, but like you put them all pretty far up. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I've got. Uh, and and this is a case of trying to put a good song deeper into the album so that you can get, you know, a little bit of a surprise as you continue to make your way through. Uh, I put maybe at number 12 and then I have, and this is where I kind of feel like the album sort of clunks to an end. Although the, the, the last song is, is superior. I have haunted at number 13. Yeah. At number 14, Judas at 15. And then I wrap the album with Irvine slash Chivas. Um, I considered like, oh, should we separate Irvine and Chivas and stop acting like we're going to fast forward for four minutes? And, I you was know. thinking that. Because <laughs> again, yeah. it, that, that's, an I'm old, that. that's an old CD trick. You know, we're, we're not doing that. There's no reason in the digital age for a hidden track on a file. Like, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. You know, like, isn't it weird? Yeah. When you're when you're tracking through your Kelly albums or you're, or you're listening to your songs on shuffle and you hear Irvine and you think, oh, I have three minutes of dead air coming up that I'm going to have to fast forward through or I'm just going to have to sit through until Chivas starts again. This made sense for CDs when people passively listen to them. And, you know, the the example that comes to mind is Nirvana's Nevermind when you get to something in the way at the very end and then you're listening and listening and listening. You're like, this is weird. My CD hasn't stopped and it's been playing for another 15 minutes. And then you get uh, the the bonus track, which the name of it's escaping me. I'll think of it later. Uh, but you get the bonus track at the end of that. Same thing with My December. You know, you've got Irvine and Chivas that are packaged together in a eight minute, 45 second file in the digital age. That is so not necessary anymore. I think that if, if, the record, I mean, the record labels don't care about these, you know, 15 plus year old albums anymore. But if I were them, I would go back and separate the songs and just make Chivas its own track. We all know it's there. Well, it's a little more complicated than that because it's like basically on the. I don't know. I don't know, because often when you register songs, 
you have, like they all have you may know this but they all have what um what's called an ISRC code mm-hmm. so each each song so in an album a CD we're just gonna say a CD for example each CD has a UPC whether that's a digital or a physical UPC is literally like the barcode you see on the back of any product yep. um but they are they do have digital UPCs and physical ones to differentiate but then each track has an ISRC number that is basically registers each song. So I'm assuming that Irvine has like Irvine slash Shivas had, and this is not anything that like fans can ever look up really. It's just like something for the label to have in order to track sales and streaming and making money. But I'm assuming that they only have one ISRC code. Mm -hmm. So it would be kind of a pain in the butt to register another song on an existing album. It's a little tricky, especially when it's already existed in its state. Like it's already had one on ISRC code for 15 years. So it'd be a little weird to make another one. I'm get I'm boring people, but like well, I mean, it's look, a little it's more complicated than it it's more complicated than just being like, oh just splice it and put it up on Spotify. It's way more than 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 that. So is there a precedence at all? Because I know the Japanese edition of My December, they actually do separate Irvine and Chivas. They are listed as separate tracks because on the uh, on the album, track 13, which for America is Irvine, is Irvine. And then it's number 14 is Chivas. And then number 15 is Fading. Really? Yeah. Well, that changes everything. <laughs> I'm just, well, it, may, it could be different because, you know, they may have different codes for, you know, Japanese version because those are international. That's true. So, that's actually, that's a very good point. But what I'm just, yeah. what I'm just saying is, is that, you know, the reason why we really don't get these hidden tracks anymore is because it doesn't make any sense to do it. You know, you're not, mm-hmm. you know, everybody can see exactly how many minutes and seconds a file is. You're not surprising every, anybody. Um, and even, you know, going back to my my example about Nirvana, uh, Nirvana put out the 30th anniversary edition of uh, Nevermind last year. And, you know, they've, they've put out an anniversary edition like every five years. This one is, you know, some gigantic, you know, has a whole bunch of live albums on it. And the the last song on the album, the, the bonus track, which, by the way, is called Endless Nameless. I just remembered it. Um, they actually did separate it on the vinyl and they put it out as like a seven inch vinyl. So I, I I know that people thought that the bonus tracks were cool. They were a they were a, a piece of time in listening to music, but that that's over with digital and with streaming. And I'm sure that there are more than one or a dozen Kelly fans out there who do get a little annoyed when you're trying to vibe out to your music and you, you land on Irvine and you know for a fact that there's like two and a half, three minutes of dead air coming up in between yeah you know, the songs, it just, it just gets a little, I mean, and I don't think it's that much. It's, it's not nearly that much, but still, uh, it, yeah. it's just, it's annoying to have that dead space on a, on a, on a digital file. I get it. I totally yeah. get it. All right. Well, we went a long down, a uh, long uh, yes. rabbit hole there. Uh, all right, <laughs> let's move on to all I ever wanted. Um, this was, this was probably one of the first ones that I really started getting a little crazy and, and really mixing things up. Uh, again, I went uh, and did the whole album rather than the just the deluxe edition. And there's a I mean, again, there's a Japanese version. There's a an iTunes version. There's the deluxe. There's a standard. I just went with the songs that are available on the deluxe version. Um, I, I guess I did add in the, the deluxe and the iTunes. So we've got a total of 17 songs. All right. Same. So here we go. Uh, I lead off. I keep this is like one of the few. I keep the lead off track. I keep my life would suck without you as number one. Uh, I then put Don't Let Me Stop You as the number two song on the album. And then I bump Already Gone up to number three. Interesting. So we've got a couple of uh, up-tempo tunes going right into the ballad at number three. All I Ever Wanted, I put that in at number four. I put number five as If I Can't Have You. And then I brought Cry down to track number six. So we've got If I Can't Have You, followed by Cry, then I Do Not Hook Up, followed by track eight, Can We Go Back? Nice. Which, of course, is uh, one of the bonus tracks. That's uh, That was on the... Inter- that's the Japanese version. Yeah, that's Japanese. That's international iTunes. Yeah. Um, then at number nine, I have Save You, followed at okay. number 10 by Longshot, which is actually where it normally lands on the record. So I kept Longshot where it is. 
Uh, number 11, I put tip of my tongue, another bonus. Followed at number 12 by I want you and then ready. So I flip flop where they stand on the album. Ready normally came before I want you at number 12 and 13, as a matter of fact. Uh, number 14, I put The Day We Fell Apart, which is the other uh, bonus song. Number 15, I put Impossible, followed by Why You Want to Bring Me Down, and then I kept If No One Will Listen as a final song, although it's the final song on the standard edition. I put it as the final song yep. on my entire album. Okay. I feel like we both did the same amount of like reorganizing yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I actually kept the first three tracks as is, which I wasn't planning on doing. So I start off with my life would suck without you. I do not hook up and then cry. Cause I think I've said this before. I think cry is superior to already gone. Yikes. Mm -hmm. I know. Number four, I put, can we go back? No secret. I'm obsessed with that song. Yep. And I just think it, people should hear it. It should not be buried. And the, oh, the way I did this, by the way, is I separated I did do bonus tracks. Mm -hmm. I did. Um, number five, I thought Can We Go Back would flow really well into Don't Let Me Stop You. They're both pop rock songs, but Don't Let Me Stop You is definitely a bit more like pop. Um, then I went number six, All I Ever Wanted. Number seven, Already Gone. Number eight, Long Shot. Number nine, If I Can't Have You. Number 10, I went with Tip of My Tongue because I thought If I Can't Have You and Tip of My Tongue are both kind of the urban feel mm -hmm. or dance feel, but they're not identical sounding. Number 11, I said The Day We Fell Apart. Number 12, I did Save You. And number 13, I put Impossible. Now, technically, the standard album has 14 tracks and then we have three bonus tracks. I wanted to have some fun here, so I switched it up. I did for my imaginary version i did 13 tracks and then i did four bonus tracks oh so my four bonus tracks are why you want to bring me down ready i want you and if no one will listen i just felt as if the first three why you want to bring me down ready and i want you don't really fit the album mm -hmm. and then if no one will listen i just don't love the song so i just threw it in at the end okay i don't know very difficult to do this but it's like picking a favorite child to rearrange <laughs> you know what i mean so the next album we're doing is stronger now this is obviously very fresh in our minds after last week's album breakdown and you and i had a lot of opinions on a lot of the bonus tracks oh yes. the deluxe tracks that should have been on the standard and vice versa mm -hmm. so do you want to start you want me to start go ahead okay i started with stronger it is obviously like the biggest song on the album it is so infectious and he, if you if that was the first song you heard on the album it would definitely bring you in you would gravitate towards it you would make it would make you want to listen to the album more so kind of blows my mind that it wasn't the first track but whatever um I, then i put dark side afterwards because i just really think it's a solid song and i think there could have been so much more potential with it and uh, I think she sounds great on it. And I love the production. Then I went and I continued and I stayed with with Honestly, because I think it's another track that doesn't really we don't really hear much about. And I think it's one of her most unique sounding songs. Then I went to number four with Let Me Down. Love it. Should have been a single. We're going to keep saying that. Um, number five was I Forgive You. Solid pop rock song. No harm in putting it that far up. Mm -hmm. Number six is You Love Me. And then I went uh, with our second ballad. Number seven is Breaking Your Own Heart. Number eight, I put Mr. Know-It-All. I put it pretty middle ground. It's a good song, but does not deserve to, I don't think deserves to be the first track. Um, number nine, I put You Can't Win. Number 10, I put Alone. So that's our one of our bonus tracks. I put up in the regular version. Um, and number 11, same thing, The Sun Will Rise. I figured, I think that is like a really great song. Still, we don't know why Cara Diaguardi was not included on the listing, the featuring. Um, but I think it's a really powerful track. 
Uh, number 12, I put the war is over. And number 13, I put standing in front of you. Um, as far as the bonus tracks go, even though I wanted to put don't you want to stay on the standard version, it like took, I really wanted to, but I think just for logistics, because it's not her song, I just kept it as the first bonus track. Um, then I put hello as the second bonus track. Don't be a girl about it. Then Einstein. And then why don't you try? Why don't you try deserves to be on the standard version, but it just is so out of place that it, yeah. you can't, you can't. So let's, let's, let's hear yours. Okay. Mine is going to be very controversial. Ooh, I love controversy. Yeah. No, I don't. So, <laughs> so uh, number one, I was with you. I put stronger as the lead off song. Um, as of the album, I mean, it should be the the song that grabs your attention, and so that yeah. was an easy one. Uh, I then kept Mister Know It All up there near the top. I kept it as my second song on the album. Uh, this is where I get controversial because my uh -oh. third my third song on the album is the song that, again, if you look at the album as a whole with all of the bonus tracks, and I'm counting the the deluxe edition and the iTunes slash Japanese version. The strongest ballad for me on the album is Don't You Want to Stay. I, I don't think it's controversial. I was I wanted to put it on the standard, mm -hmm. but I didn't. I understand that it's technically Jason Aldean's song featuring Kelly, but I I really wrestled with this because I was then like, I, I might need to switch mine around then. You think so? I'm not trying yeah. I'm not trying to convince you or no, trying to change. I you. wanted to. I wanted to, but I yeah. was like, I don't know if it's allowed. So I'm actually going to change a few of mine. Okay. But so yeah, I don't want to interrupt. I, I looked really long and hard at this and I thought this is the best of all of the ballads on this album. It just happens to be that it's the one with Jason Aldean. So I've got Don't You Want to Stay at number three. I put I Forgive You at number four. Want to pop out of the ballad with a nice, big, fun pop song. Uh, I followed it up with You Can't Win at track five. Uh, track six, I have Hello. Followed at number seven by Honestly. And then I put Dark Side at number eight. So I sort of demoted it a little further down the album. Uh, number nine, I have Let Me Down. I thought that that's a nice, um, I like the two of those together, Let Me Down and Dark Side. For some reason, I there's I, I, I listened to those two songs back to back and I, I liked how the two sounded together. Yeah. Um, number 10 was Standing in Front of You. Followed at number 11 by Alone. Again, this is where I, I was getting into a lot of slower, down-tempo songs, trying to interrupt them with some up-tempo stuff. So uh, Standing in Front of You at number 10, Alone at number 11, The Sun Will Rise at number 12, followed by You Love Me at number 13. Wow, that's far down. Yeah, it's not as, it's not as high up as I thought I was going to put it. But again, I didn't want to put things in order of preference. Um, yeah. I'm trying to go with a flow. And in some cases, I just needed to to platoon it somewhere that it was going to keep the uh, the tempo of the album. Um, and when I say that, then I also say that at number 14, I put don't be a girl about it. Um, again, I have no bonus tracks on mine. These are all together. So that song still pseudo in the bonus track area of what you would consider the, uh, yeah. the, the listing of an album, but maybe a little higher than most people might've put it. Uh, number 15, I have the war is over. And then at number 16, I put Einstein and then I really didn't have much choice here. I didn't want to put Einstein at the next to last song. Cause it looks like we're, you know, we're punishing the song for being weird. Um, <laughs> But I do have two ballads together at the end of the song or the end of the album. I put Breaking Your Own Heart at number 17 and I wrap the album with Why Don't You Try? Um, mostly because, like we said in the breakdown, Why Don't You Try is the most unlike the rest of the album song. It, yeah. it needs to stand on its own. It, it cannot have a song to follow it because that will only make that song sound like it stands out even more and not in a good way. It makes it sound like it doesn't belong on the album. And so you have to have a, a, a cleanser at the end of that song. And, and the album ending is about as cleansing as you can get. So um, yeah. I thought about keeping breaking your own heart uh, as my last song on the album, but it needed to be, why don't you try just because of 
the sheer difference of how that song sounds compared to the rest of the record. I agree. All right. I'm actually going to, I switched around three songs. So I'm actually going to reread my list. Okay. Okay. So number one, stronger. Number two, dark side. Then we have honestly, let me down. I forgive you. You love me. And here I put number seven is don't you want to stay. Mr. Know-it-all, you can't win. Alone, the sun will rise. The war is over. And then uh, the last track for the standard edition, I did Breaking Your Own Heart. And then for the deluxe bonus tracks, I did Hello, Don't Be a Girl About It, Einstein, and kind of like you, I did a Standing in Front of You, followed by Why Don't You Try. So I also did a ballad with Why Don't You Try. It just, that's just the way it worked. Yep. The way it worked. So. All right. Piece by Piece is the one that I rearranged the most. I think I did too. Um, I got a little wild with mine. I I think even my first song is going to be a very big surprise. Go for it. All right. Uh, Piece by Piece, I am leading off this album with Dance With Me. That's not a surprise. You love that song. It's it's, But it's not a preference thing. And here's... It's my number one too on my list right now. Wonderful. All right. So because I think because I think that opening note, it just it makes you want to like it just grabs you in. If you were to ask me to to do this exercise prior to the piece by piece tour, I don't think I would have put Dance with Me at number one. But that song leading off the show on the piece by piece tour sold me on how good that song was and how yep. almost cruel it was how far down the track listing it is so i thought that that's an excellent song to kick off this album which you know we have and we haven't done our breakdown of it yet but you know you and i have both said in the past that this is an album that we're starting to appreciate a lot more as it ages and it is a bit of an uneven album so i think it needs a little bit more punch to get it started and i think dance with me does that so I put that there. Uh, I then moved Heartbeat Song to my second song. I put Piece by Piece at number three. And I'm having a little bit of difficulty trying to decide if, and this is sort of, you know, I mean, we make the rules of this, so, I mean, we can break our own. But I was trying to decide if we get rid of the original album version of Piece by Piece and just go with the idle version. Up to you. But also... The idle version didn't exist when the album was recorded. So we we do have this, you know, a more up-tempo version of Piece by Piece out there. So I just left it alone. I didn't do anything with the idle version. It just, it is what it is. Um, number four, here's another one that I brought from the trenches and brought it up higher on the album. I put War Paint at number four. Okay. Um, I just think, again, a lot of these songs were were buried where I don't think they really got appreciated. Here's another example. Number five, I put Bad Reputation. That's my boy. Yeah. So again, (laughs) deluxe edition bonus track getting promoted well up to the uh, upper echelon of the uh, standard edition. And again, track number six, Second Wind. That, I mean, you'll hear us when we eventually get to our breakdown of this. You're going to hear us say, and I think I can speak for us both, that song should have been on the regular album. You shouldn't have had to spend a little extra money to get it. Everybody should have been able to appreciate that song. Totally. Totally. Uh, track number seven is Let Your Tears Fall, followed by Invincible at number eight, then Tightrope at number nine. I kept it right where it is on the standard album. I put Nostalgic at number 10. I thought that that song needed to be brought up just a little bit just to help with the tempo because we get a little slowish in the middle of the album. Uh, I put, uh, and again, this is another album very similar to Thankful where there's a lot of slower songs. It's more difficult to separate yeah. them. So at a number 11, I have Good Goes the Bye, followed okay. by uh, Run, Run, Run. And then I put Someone at number 13. Track 14 is going to be In the Blue, which is our other uh, bonus track. Mm-hmm. I have Take You High at number 15. And then I close out the album with I Had a Dream. Wow, you have to take you high that low. Yeah. Wow, that's that's the my biggest takeaway from this. Yeah, that's okay. But I, but again, like I I needed some balance because we were yeah. getting a bit ballad heavy at the end. Um, it just it, it needed a little like injection there at the end of the record. Yeah. 
Okay, so our first half is fairly similar. Mm-hmm. Fairly, in terms of the songs that we chose. I also started with Dance With Me. I love that we both went, did that. And it's like, I will admit, it's definitely not my favorite by all, like, by any means on the album, but I think you're right. As soon as I saw the Piece by Piece tour, just that, like, it's so, it's so infectious, those, like, opening notes, and it makes you just want to, like, just, it's just so feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, I put War Paint, which I'm surprised I went that high up on. Um, number three is Second Wind. It, 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 it's. I don't, I, I just, you, you said it. I don't get why it was a standard song. I, it just makes zero sense to me. Um, then we're going to get a little bit more slower. Number four, I did someone. And number five, I chose invincible. I figured it's still, it's still, it's like a little upbeat, but it's still also kind of low tempo. Mm-hmm. Um, number six, I chose bad reputation. And then I thought it was still kind of, I don't know what the word is. I guess upbeat. And number seven, I went to take you high. Number eight, I did heartbeat song. I put it down pretty far. Wow, I you did. Think, listen, like it's a really fun song, but I think it's so vanilla mm-hmm. that I it doesn't do much for me. I I it's fun, but it's by no means like a quality song. I'm sorry. Um, number nine, I put nostalgic. Number 10, I did piece by piece. I stuck with the original version. This is controversial. I definitely have mentioned it, but like I actually prefer the original version over the idol version, which like I'm sure almost no one agrees with me on, which is fine. Um, number 11, I did tightrope. And then number 12, I did run, run, run. As you said, it's hard to split up some of the ballads on here. And uh, number 13, to quote, wrap up the standard version i did i had a dream bonus tracks i kept two of them i kept good goes the bye and then i did in the blue and then i put let your tears fall as the very last track okay this was the one that like for me it wasn't obvious to like split up the bonus tracks like i think there there's not one song on here that i loathe or like i'm like get rid of it put it on the bonus you know so this was a little bit hard not that I loathe really any Kelly songs, but you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Sure, yeah. You know what I mean. I get yeah. that. All right, yeah. We, uh, boy, we really messed with that album. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Uh, we've got one more to do here, and that is Meaning of Life, Pam. Meaning of Life. All right. So I kept the first tracks exactly the same. So I, I mean, it would be weird, I feel, to have the intro not be the first track i think that'd be a little strange um i say this and watch it be like your number seven song um (laughs) then i did love so soft because i think it is especially the first couple seconds the intro it is very like ooh, this is fun this is interesting this is very different i think it's a good way to grab people in number three i did medicine fun upbeat pop dancey track to kind of go off of love so soft Number four, I bumped up a song from the bottom, which was Don't You Pretend. Um, I kept Move You. I think Move You might be number five on the regular album. I kept that the same. Yep. And I think same thing with Whole Lot of Woman is number six. I kept that the same as well. Then I did Heat. Um, so I basically switched Medicine and Heat, I think. Um, number eight is Cruel, which I think is the same. Yep. Um, number nine is Slow Dance. Number 10, I put Meaning of Life. Number 11, I did I put Didn't I, which I think is a lot higher up on the regular version. Uh, it's, uh, it's track nine on the album. Oh, okay. Eh, that's not too bad. Uh, number 12, I put Go High. Number 13, I put Would You Call That Love. And to finish off the album, I put number 14 is I Don't Think About You. Okay. Yeah. I kind of like that. Thank you. All right. Uh, Mine is going to probably surprise a lot of people. Can't wait. All right. So I'm with you in that I didn't change uh, Love So Soft too much, but I did make Love So Soft the first song on the album. My my mind's blown. I know. Where do you put the intro? Just wait. Okay. Yeah, I just think that um, just the beginning of that song just has a great introduction to the album. 
Um, I, I, I love, especially like acapella. Uh, I love that for the start of an album. And so when you just have Kelly and, and the BGV with the, with that one note, it just sounds really cool. So I like that to lead off an album. So I have love so soft first. My second song is meaning of life. Okay. I like sort of getting into the theme of the album pretty quickly. So I put that there. I have cruel at number three. I put that as, um, as one of my favorite ballads uh, from the album. I, and, and now that I've officially gone through all of my albums, I do have a formula to what I do. And that is two up tempos. The third track is always the ballad. So if you go back and you, and you re listen to my choices, track three is always a ballad. I always like to have sort of, you know, two songs to get you going and then a ballad to kind of cleanse you a little bit. And then we're off and running. Uh, so again, cruel at number three, I've got whole lot of woman at number four. I put move you in its own place. Number five, which is where it was on the regular album. And you know, there's so much discussion about these two songs. I just decided to marry them together. And so I put medicine at number six, heat at number seven. I just decided these two songs get so much comparison with each other. They keep getting pitted against one another that I decided to just put them together, like make them a nice one-two punch. Make make them friends. Yeah. Number eight, I have I Don't Think About You, followed at number nine by Didn't I, which stays at where it is on the standard album. I have Don't You Pretend up a few spots at number 10, Slow Dance at number 11. This is another song. This is probably my second, could be possibly third favorite ballad on the album. Um, but I needed it. I needed it where it is. And so otherwise, I mean, again, I'm not trying to put things in order of my preferences. Otherwise this song would have been much higher, but I needed it here to do what it needs to do. Uh, number 12, would you call that love? I have go high at number 13 and I have a minute intro as the (laughs) last, as the outro. (laughs) Here's the thing. Cause we, we really have not talked about this particular track at all on the podcast and I'm going to sum this up in four words. I don't get it. It, it sounds like a song that they were kicking around some ideas for, but they didn't know how to flesh it out into a full song. There's rumors that there is a full song, but it hasn't, you know, materialized by the way, this is a weird thing. Okay. A minute, the intro, which clocks in at just over one minute long, has four writers. No. It took four people to write the minute intro. Really? Pop music baffles me sometimes. It's like this whole thing. <laughs> have you seen this, like all this controversy, Pam, about uh, Diane Warren coming out and asking why one of the Beyonce songs needed yes. 25 writers? Yeah, I saw that. This is where po- I mean, she, she's not wrong. I mean, she's not. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, there's it has to do with the songs that were sampled and, you know, giving proper credit to all the people that need to get credit. Otherwise, Beyonce is going to get sued, although she's still like having to go back and fix her record after she put it out. But yeah. this is what confuses me about pop albums. And this is more of like, I, I mean, yeah, sure. It's a song and Kelly sings on it, but it feels like a skit. You know, it doesn't, it's, it's not like a full complete song. And so I understand that like, I mean, is it setting the mood for the album? Because I feel like it's sort of a, it's sort of a sultry introduction. You know, you're, I mean, she's literally saying, I need a minute, you know, you're kind of relaxing a little bit. Uh, She never does contrary to what ultimately ended up, you know, out on tour and in the little video vignettes, there's no mention of wine anywhere in the song. But it's sort of like a chill intro, and then you go into Love So Soft, which is a much more up-tempo song. I mean, yeah, sure, we're so used to hearing the two back-to-back, and they work together. Yeah, yeah, I get it. But this, for me, is just delaying getting to the meat of the record. You know, you're, you're, you've already made me wait for the album to come out. You've made me wait to, you know, plug in my device or put my CD or my vinyl on. And now I got to wait another minute, eight seconds to get to what I need, because I'm sorry. I mean, show me a person out there whose favorite song is the minute intro, you know, I mean, if, I, if it is 
great good for you but i mean no so why is this leading off your record like this again this feels like one of those things that is an antiquated thing with making albums you know almost like a a beatlesque thing or a pink floyd thing where you have some sort of like weirdness that starts off the album that sets the mood and then we're going to unleash the music on you it's like eh, it's it's the 21st century like that doesn't work anymore you know what i wish they did with this song is I'm going to use this as my, as my example. I apologize. But Kanye West, he has a song um, on his My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy album. It's called Lost in the World. Mm-hmm. It's an incredible song. Yeah. I love it. And what I love that they do is they have a second track right afterwards called Who Will Survive in America that is short. It's like a minute or two. And normally it would never survive on its own, kind of like a minute. It's like it's just like a little random thing. But the two songs work back to back. So when you play them back to back, they just flow. So one song ends and then the next one starts and you don't even notice unless you look. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like one huge song that they cut into two. That would have been a very cool thing to do with this with that track. Yeah. I almost want again, if I'm going to put a minute at the end of my version of my of a minute meaning of life, forgot what the name of the album was. If I'm going to put that at the end, then I almost want to kind of rework it and flip it around to where, you know, it starts off with Kelly doing the whole like, you know, sometime like have her start with that and then end with the footsteps and have those like almost like she's leaving like, okay, this is the end of the album. We got it done. Boom. And she walks away at the end. That would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. A minute outro. Yeah. It just I don't. I don't understand why artists do this. I understand that, you know, they're, they're making a statement and, you know, it has some sort of artistic blah, 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 blah. But it just, it's, it's, it's a waste of time for fans. I don't even have this on my, on my digital copy. I deleted it. Cause really? Yeah. Cause it, wow. cause, cause if you're shuffling through your stuff, you're, you're going to get it out of context. That's fair. You know, it's it's That's it's going to come up in between, you know, a Destiny's Child and an Oasis song. You know, it's <laughs> it's going to sound weird. You know, I mean, yeah. Shout out to my weird shuffling, but I don't know. And and I know that we'll talk more about this when we get to to break down this record. But it just is one of those things where I'm like, I I can do without it. You know, yes, it serves a purpose, and yes, it, it spawned this whole thing with uh, the Meaning of Life era. But it was just it's so unnecessary on the album that. Um, it doesn't do never, anything for me. I never knew you felt this strongly. Well, and like I said, we have never really talked about this because we, because we, mm-hmm. you know, we we sort of save our in depth conversations about the albums for our breakdowns. I mean, we we talk about the records, but we've really never touched on this one particular little track just because there's nothing to talk about. Like there's yeah. there's no great like chorus or you know there's no good bridge or you know. There's nothing there. It's just sort of like, okay. Yeah, it's it's like, all right, this is the one minute countdown to Love So Soft. I mean, that's really all it is, honestly. (laughs) One minute countdown. Yeah. All right. So that is that is going to cover our retracking of all of Kelly Clarkson's albums. Again, we uh we saved you the uh the hassle of doing the Christmas albums and you know the EPs. You know, and Pam and I talked about the the Christmas albums and whether or not we wanted to do that. And it's I think that it would have been pointless to do the Christmas albums because most Christmas albums don't get put together in such a way that it's like, oh, you know, we're going to take you on a journey through the magic of the holiday season on in this track order. Like, no, it's just no. a bunch of standards and a bunch of new stuff. And we just kind of throw it together. Some people are lazy. They're like, OK, put all the standards first, all the new stuff last or vice versa. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that people sat around and was like, okay, we need to put underneath the tree here and we need to put, you know, wrapped in red here. I'm sure that there was, there was intent when it came to the track listing, but it's a Christmas album. You know, there's no, there's no sense in reordering everything and being like, this is now 10% more magical. I mean, okay, sure. Fine. You said it. (laughs) Mic drop. All right, team. That's about it for today. Short and sweet episode. We would love um, to see yours, though. We would love to yeah. see what you guys would do to retrack an album. You don't have to do all of them. You don't have to do you know every single album. But if you want to pick one and tweet it or Facebook at us or, or Instagram it to us, send us what your new track listing would be for any of Kelly's albums. Maybe you've got thoughts on the minute intro that I went on a long diatribe about. <laughs> 
we'd love to hear it. Uh, hit us up on our socials at Miss Into Podcast. Yes, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And I never mention our YouTube, but yeah, follow us on YouTube. Yeah. We uh, make some playlists on there. We have a couple uploads. We're going to hopefully get some more videos uploaded in the near future. It's just very labor intensive, yeah. Jeremy. So. But- <laughs> I would like to get some of our like other interviews up. But anyway, yes, yeah, subscribe to us on YouTube. We do add stuff there sporadically. Um, and if you listen on Apple, we would really appreciate if you left a rating and or review. And uh, Spotify, if you listen on the app, you can leave us a rating there as well. And uh, we'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And hope you guys have a great week. See ya. Bye, guys. You've been listening to Miss Indie Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. Miss Into Podcast was written and produced by Jeremy and Pam. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you'll be the first to know when a new podcast is posted. Continue the conversation by following the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Miss Indie Podcast. Send us your questions and comments to Miss Indie Podcast at gmail.com.